worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, teeny beans and blue jeans, it's the uh, podcast, the Bob McCallum podcast for a uh, Monday, the first day of the week. Hope you're all uh, well. Uh, Yours truly, along with uh, John Shannon, as per usual in uh, the big smoke and uh, from Denver, Colorado, the president of the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, George McPhee is with us. You look beautiful, McPhee. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Thank you. I don't think anybody's ever called you beautiful, George. No, 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 that's a fair (laughs) one. And, uh, uh, I must say, I, I've always liked your logo, but it really pops on that uh, color of uh, of uh, sweater you've got there. I like that a lot. I want one. Yeah. Yeah, we're trying to, <clears throat> we, we want to incorporate a little more uh, gold into the uniforms. And uh, and you know, we have our, our third uniform that's gold. And uh, yeah, it looks pretty nice. That yeah. said, George, that said, I, I, Vegas. I, love, I love the sweater you wore in Tahoe. I thought that red was spectacular. Yeah, that really pops. That that uh, they did a really good job with that. And uh, huh. um, you know, but for uh, you know, we've got lots of red teams in the league, so uh, we'll we'll wear it our four or five times, and then get back to our traditional. Game. When you say when you say they did a good job with it, uh, and I'm I'm not I'm not overly critical of the NHL very often. You're one of the very few because there's a lot of bad ones. I'm sorry. There are a lot of bad ones. They they have just the, the NHL or somebody at Adidas has decided that gray is a really important color. And last I checked, gray is not a great color. So. Yeah, unless it's unless it's your base, like uh, like our uh, home uniforms are, and you can work around that. But uh, when it when it's used in different ways in different uniforms, it uh, it, it makes it a little look a little recessive. Mm. You know. Well, speaking of uniforms, and let's talk a little bit about the uh, the uh, outdoor game that took like an entire day to play. Um, what was it like looking at the uh, the Nordiques old uniforms there, more or less? Well, I th- I thought those were great, uh, <coughs> and I understand why they want to wear them a lot uh, this year. They've asked us to uh, to wear. Um, our uh, home jerseys in their rink a few weeks from now. We played them twice there um, because they, they want to wear them. Um, you- <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that, that was kind of neat. Joe Sackick, Joe Sackick is trying to go back to his playing days. I think, you know, when you remember is because Joe's when he, he got drafted, he played there uh, and wore that, uh, that beautiful uh, blue one. Although the white one is, the way when they were uh, against you guys on Saturday was spectacular. Was and he was the. Uh, that's what Quebec got for uh, trading Dale Hunter. That, I think it was the fifteenth overall pick, and uh, they picked Joe Sackick, right? Yeah, well, 
Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, right? Yeah, yeah. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Um, how, how do you, like, you don't have this situation. I mean, obviously you were an expansion team. You didn't, you didn't come from anywhere else, but Colorado, obviously, were the Nordique. Everybody knows that. How do you think the fan base feels in Denver about those throwback uniforms that don't even represent their city? Yeah, that's a good question, Bob. I don't know how they uh, how they are reacting to those. Um, they're nice looking, but what it does for Denver, I don't know. Yeah, uh, probably probably not a whole lot. But uh, I guess the good news is we only wear them four or five times. So talk a little bit about the um, the Lake Tahoe game. I mean, the setting was beautiful. Um, the concept of going there when you know you're not going to have fans where you've got the scenery around there. And I guess there were a few people out on the lake uh, watching from boats and things, but um, a good idea in principle, but were, did you have any concerns before this started? I'm wondering about, you know, playing during the day. Our concern was uh, how windy it might be because mm. the day before it was windy. Yeah. And uh, so we had talked about making sure that we, in the third period, switch ends so that it's balanced for the game. Yeah. Um, the sun um, was a surprise uh, because it was cool enough, but the sun was was intense. Um, and you know what it's like from living in Vegas how in, how intense the oh yeah the sun can can be in this state. Um, so uh, it, it, it didn't seem to be, it, it never came up uh, until the guys were standing there for the national anthem. And I saw Tuck, uh, Alex Tuck, doing something at the blue line. And there was a big hole at the blue line. And I thought, uh-oh. Uh, and then, you know, every, with every couple of minutes, we're, there's more things to patch and more things to patch. And it got dangerous. And Gary Bettman came in with a few minutes left to go in the first period. He said, okay, uh, player safety is uh, paramount here. And if we can't get this fixed, we're shutting it down. And we'll play later today. We'll play tomorrow morning, whatever. And that was fine with us. But um, it, it, uh, it deter- deteriorated quickly. Mm-hmm. The, the, um, the issue of when you went back to play, the the 9 p.m. local time Saturday versus Sunday morning. Did you have a preference? Uh, we were hoping to, to get it over with, to, okay. to come right back and play. Um, because if we're not doing that, then we're, uh, you know, it's, it's, you're playing three in a row. You're playing yeah. Saturday, you're playing Sunday, you're playing Monday. Yeah. And uh, both teams are playing their number one goalies, one, two, three in a row. It's probably too much for them, too much for the players. And the players were in that frame of mind. Uh, you know, it was game day. So 
uh, we were happy that we were able to play later. And it was, you know, it was a different day for everybody. But when they got their rink, they were ready to go. And it was a couple of real good periods of hockey. What was the ice like in the for the second and third period? Was it? Yeah, no issues at all. None. Yeah, there were no no issues at all. Uh, they did a real good job of, of resurfacing, and uh, and it, there wasn't a single complaint that I heard. Do you like the concept of uh, of outdoor games? I don't know. I can't remember how many of you how many have you been involved with. Did you have any in Washington? Two. Yeah, yeah I had uh, when we were in. Uh, we played in Pittsburgh at Heinz Field when it right. rained a little bit. Oh yeah, um, and then I uh, was all excited about the the one at Nat Stadium, but uh, something happened along the way. I was terminated in April and oh. <laughs> didn't get a chance to do that one. But um, yeah, so this was the second, and I thought it was extraordinary. I thought that the the the, the views were amazing. Um, uh, it it was. Uh, one of the most beautiful settings I've ever seen and uh, obviously really unique and historic for an NHL hockey game. So George, what good does it do for the game to play them, particularly one without fans? Well, I think it's, it's really unique. Um, and, and it's promoted in a way where lots of people take interest and mm -hmm. you hope that you get great television ratings out of it. And uh, because we can't have fans, that's what we need. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we need great ratings. We need eyeballs watching our game. And it was a really, I watched uh, <clears throat> part of the, uh, the Boston Philly game last night. And some of those vistas, you know, like those, the one view from the end, it, when you're looking through the rink and you see the lake in the background, that was amazing. Um, so to see, a competitive sport in that kind of setting, I thought was really neat. And the the players love this. The, you know, they, they all talk about their childhoods and everything else and playing outdoors. And I remember doing it in Guelph uh, for years and playing that Saturday morning game downtown, the organized game. Mm -hmm. And you come home, you have lunch, um, and you play in, either in your backyard or we could go across the street to the park. We had both. And you play till dinner, and then you have something to eat, and uh, watch hockey, hockey. Yeah, yeah. Go back out before hockey night in Canada, and when we got older, we would go out even after hockey night. In Canada. Sure. So, hmm. so um, I think it's a it's a great thing for all the people in the game, and I I hope the the game got good ratings because it it was a it was a neat thing to see in my mind. So Tahoe probably wouldn't happen unless you're in a pandemic because there's an economic reality to all this. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, the, the idea has been find the biggest stadiums you can, biggest football stadiums you can, try and put 100,000 people in there like they did in Michigan. And that's sort of as was the concept. But if the television ratings are okay, could you see doing this thing again? Now, maybe not Tahoe, but someplace else where your fan base would be extremely limited? Yeah, I, I, I could see it happening again. Um, maybe they can do it in Alaska. Because um, <laughs> it was, you know, it was sort of mystery Alaska-like. Uh, and uh, um, I, I'd be all for that because um, 
it really was um, unique to be there and be so close to it and hear it. Um, you know, when you're in the stadiums, you can't hear what's going on the ice. The chatter from the players, um, the goalie makes a big save. You can hear your bench saying good things to him. Uh, <laughs> the sound of the sticks, the skates, the shots. Mm-hmm. Um, it was neat. The uh, the interesting part of that, George, is is that you would uh, you'd like to be the visiting team because you don't want to be the home team giving up your gate, and that's the issue. I mean, when if if they walked in and said you you know are are you prepared? And I'm I don't know how much your gate is, but let's say for the sake of argument, it's one point five million dollars. Are you prepared to give up a gate of one point five million dollars? That becomes the issue. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, Shani, and and uh, yeah, you're right on point there. Uh, that matters, mm. and uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe, but maybe there's, you know, the league. Uh, you know, when we start generating lots of revenues again, there may be a way that there's a payout from the league yeah. uh, to do that, because if if the ratings are are good enough to to warrant doing that. Yeah, and support it. Then there's there's a way to reimburse the club. That is the frustration of the Saturday afternoon being on NBC versus Saturday night being on the cable channel, and that's uh, that that was that was certainly I think disappointing. The one thing I I I noticed and I talked about actually on social media was uh, where the cameras were and how close things were to the game, and if there isn't a lesson to be taught to every t- team in the league you know, good television is really important for your product. And can there, is there any way the league, the teams can understand how important it is to have cameras in the right spot? Cause that's what they did in Tahoe. They had cameras yeah. in the right spot. Good. And, and so you liked it, John, you liked what you were seeing with the. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're right about the pictures. You're right about the pictures. Uh, and, and once they solved the ice issue, um, and, and, I mean, and, and shadows and light and everything, I, but, but the fact that they had an opportunity to, to start with a blank canvas yeah. and put the cameras where they should be and allowed the cameras to move a little bit, uh, and, and the, the close-ups were that much closer and the angles were that much better. That to me sold the game as much as anything. Wow. Did, were they getting enough shots from the, uh, from the drones directly above? Yeah, they were. But I mean, in the end, in, in the end, it, th- that those are, those are beauty. We call those beauty shots. Those are beauty shots, yeah. but, yeah. but you, you know, lower and closer to the game. When you talk about hearing yeah. things and seeing things, if yeah. I can see them and, and, and at a right angle, I mean, that to me is something I, I would hope that, the people in the New York office would take away and say to all the clubs, this is where cameras should be. This is what you should be doing. You know, in, in my time, George, and, and you and I had conversations about this. We tried to do this, yeah. but there was too much, there was too much emphasis. And I, well, you know what? I got to sell those seats. Those seats are too important for me. Um, but hopefully this might open some eyes. Well, it's interesting. I thought maybe from the drone, if they were doing some analysis from the drones in terms of structure on the ice and mm-hmm. systems play, what might be educational for people to watch. But I sure love the the view from 
behind the net that took you yeah. down the ice and you could see everything that was going on yeah. and the speed and the, and see what players see when they get the puck and are they finding the open man are they not and, and, and how quickly things close up and options close um, I thought that was a really neat view and you just wonder if, if uh, the cameras have to be that big could you not put one behind um, that doesn't take away seats uh, well technology is improving all the time George yeah. and it's worth it yeah. it's certainly worth a discussion yeah yeah oh you've lived in Vegas well, couple of years now um have you made it up to mount charleston at all i have yeah i'm yeah. wondering whether that's a venue that at some point you could explore too now i know that you'd be talking about a similar kind of uh, perspective as you got in in tahoe but you know it's a 45 minute drive from las vegas right and it, it's amazing you can you can leave the uh the heat of Vegas and drive up there and see pine trees and some snow. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. We used to, used to go on regularly in the winter time on a, on a Sunday morning, you get up and have a little, have, have breakfast on the patio outside in the back of your, your house by the pool, jump in the car, head to the ski hill. Kids would ski yeah. till four o'clock in the afternoon. You come back down, you have a barbecue and jump in the pool and you can do it all in one day. It's pretty remarkable, isn't it? Or go hit some balls. Or go hit some <laughs> balls. Yeah, exactly. Um, you got to be generally pleased with um, the performance of your hockey team so far this year. A loss to uh, Colorado in that outdoor game, 3-2. But um, all in all, teams play, per, played pretty well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, certainly happy with the record because you don't know like from one day to the next if you're going to have players or not have players or games might be canceled. Um, we, you know, we've lost, uh, a few guys, uh, to COVID, uh, we've lost our coaching staff to COVID. We had to shut down for a little bit and you've just got to find a way to keep winning games to stay in the hunt. Um, because you don't know what's ahead. Uh, are you going to lose half your team, you know, win some games and get a cushion if you can, uh, for when those, uh, uh, times might uh, present themselves so um happy with that happy with the games with colorado uh they're a very good team uh they've got great speed they've got some some real talent and you have an opportunity to see uh, your team against a real good team and say okay this is this is where we're good this is we're happy with this part of our game and this other part of our game uh, we need to improve on and uh it helps you see those things clearly and because um, there's always something to work on. Otherwise you're, you're getting complacent. Right? You said early on in, in this podcast uh, that the two teams are playing their two number one goalies. Well, your number one goalie right now is Mark Andre Fleury. Right. Uh, and um, it's amazing how the worm has turned when you consider what went on uh, in the bubble in Edmonton. When it looked like Robin Leonard was there to take that, um, so do you view it as a competition? Do you view it as a uh, go, you know going with the flow and we're just riding the hot man? Um, well, Robin Leonard's injured right now, so um, do do I see it as a competition? Not really. Do I see it as riding the hot guy? Not really. 
I really like alternating the goaltenders. Mm. Keep them fresh, play every other game. They know what game they're playing. They know what days are off days or work days uh, in practice to get ready for the next game. Um, I like, uh, you know, what I've seen in other teams that have gone this route, whether uh, it's the Islanders doing what they've done or the Bruins doing what they've done. I like keeping the goaltenders fresh and, uh, and alternating is fine by me. Um, and that's what we uh, had planned on doing this year. And we'll see where it goes. Uh, when Robin comes back, I hope we get back to alternating again. And we'll see. With you know, uh, George gonna, Sorry? Uh, George we're McPhee, not gonna, president yeah, we're not gonna of tell the Knights with us. Uh, sorry, George, we're talking over. That's okay. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back with more on the podcast. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. With the president of the Vegas Golden Knights, George McPhee, he's in uh, Denver. They're getting ready to uh, take on Colorado uh, again. Uh, One of the things that we've addressed very briefly on this podcast is given the nature of this season, the COVID situation, the uh, the start of the year, where we are now, uh, how would you classify your conversations with other general managers regarding trades? Do you think it will be busy or do you think it will be slow? Well, first of all, uh, Kelly does that for us now. And, um, but we, Kelly and I, work so well together it's mm-hmm. it's been a real pleasure um working with him um there hasn't been a lot of dialogue uh with respect to trades uh so far um lots of reasons for that um certainly uh everybody's tight on the cap so it's hard just to move a guy right um but it's and then the uh, all the quarantining that's involved if you do trade for a guy you may not see him for two weeks um so can you afford to do that have a guy on your cap who's not playing for a couple of weeks um every point matters so um so that that's become a factor um so there, so far, there hasn't been a lot of discussion. I guess we'll see what happens as we move along. I imagine it'll pick up as you get closer to the trading deadline. And uh, but I have I have no idea whether it'll be really active or not. Hey, do you miss the? You, you talked about you and Kelly working so close together. Do you miss that day to day managerial stuff, or is is it is it done no. now for you? Yeah, I, I, no, I, I don't miss, um, um, certainly I, I enjoy talking to other managers, um, but I don't miss the chasing down trades and, and doing all that. And just, I don't miss that. Uh, Kelly does all the grunt work there and brings everything back. And then he and I sit and talk about possibilities. Um, but I, <clears throat> I, I, you know, my life hasn't changed a whole lot other than 
I, uh, I'm not talking to the GMs and I'm not dealing with the media a whole lot. Everything else has been the same in terms of trying to run the hockey club. So, um, and I think it's been, uh, Kelly's been doing a fantastic job for us. And I think it really helps a, a guy, especially a first time manager at this level to have another guy to mm. talk things through with. Sure. Um, so it's, it's been a, we've, we've had good chemistry and, uh, Hopefully, we'll continue to do the right things for the club. Do you think this is a structure that you're gonna you're gonna see a lot more, like a, a president of hockey ops? We're seeing it more. There might be up to seven or eight, but this whole concept of a president of hockey ops and a general manager as a as a tandem, you think that's you know what five years from now that every team will have it? Um, I don't know uh, what the future holds, but I I I do think it's become a really hard job for one guy. Um, I think having, uh, having two guys sort of do it and, and uh, um, having a guy that's, that's been a general manager work with another general manager uh, is really helpful. Um, you know, I, I, I respect the position so much that I'm trying to give Kelly all the room he needs to, to do what he thinks uh, is, is right for the club. Um, but I, I do think it's really helpful um, to, to have someone to talk through every situation with them. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I've tried to pass on as much as I know about the league and what to expect um, with waivers and all kinds of, a, you know, all the things that you have to deal with. Um, I had another something else I wanted to say about it that uh, has escaped me, but um, well, let me let me ask it, you something then. Um, yeah. We we understand what you don't do now that you did as a general manager. What what are your added responsibilities in being president? What things come under your jurisdiction that didn't before? Well, I spend more time with uh, ownership uh in in talking uh, uh, uh through everything with the business and i'm spending more time on the business side mm. and uh and making sure that everything they do works with the club and and obviously um uh i did that before i just have more time now sure. um you know there there are so many things that you have to deal with in this in these positions um, as a manager, um, that it's kind of nice. I can, you know, Kelly doesn't have to worry about that. He can focus on the hockey club and I'll deal with all the business stuff. And, you know, it's, 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 it's little things, but they add up and, you know, the latest issue is, you know, sponsorship has, um, with one of our sponsors, Promer promised, uh, so many appearances, uh, from the players with that company. Well, that's got to go through us first. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not making it, you know, you come to us first, we'll tell you whether we think it makes sense and then you can take it to the sponsor. Just, just little things. And the, the, the thought that I had that uh, had escaped me for a minute, you know, the other thing that we're dealing with in Vegas is uh, we now have two teams and four facilities. Right. You know, we've got NHL and American League and four buildings. So there's more to do. I was going to mention. That. I was yeah. going to mention that. Um, and for those that aren't aware, you just started. Uh, uh, well, you have your your minor league team, 
in Henderson. Well, sort of, uh, yeah. not quite in Henderson yet. Henderson is, by the way, is, for those that aren't aware, a suburb of, uh, of Las Vegas. And it's a pretty good sized suburb. Um, 400,000 people. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and it, 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 when I say suburb, I mean, it butts right up against Vegas. It's, it's not like 10 miles away or anything like that. It's like Mississauga. It, very much like, like Mississauga. Uh, advantages of that are, I would think, enormous. And, and those that are familiar with the Toronto situation with the Marlies would understand, you know, having all your players, 40, 50 of them all in, essentially in one place gives you options you wouldn't have, right? It, yeah, and it's, it's, it's cumulative. It, like the, we had a lot of players, uh, young guys, uh, come out to Vegas this summer to train uh, because we have the facilities, and they know that's where they're going to be for the next year. So it's easy to come out, get a place. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so it's, it's nice when, um, you know, we can't mandate that, but a lot of guys volunteer. And... It's nice uh, that we can get our hands on them in the summer to help them. Um, uh, obviously, you can get your uh, your apartment, your place to live, and you're not going anywhere whether you've been called up or sent down. You're in the same place. Right. Um, and it's it's just generating the interest level has been really neat. And you know, if you're trying to attract players, if you're trying to attract a good American League player for your team, well. It's a pretty nice situation to be in Vegas with the, the climate, the taxes, um, situations. It, it's, a, it's a really nice place to be. And uh, you could move players back and forth. Um, and we basically sold out all of our tickets for those games. Hmm. You know, it'd be nice to get our fans in there, but yeah, we've got, we've got I think, 10 or 12 games on local television for the Henderson Silver Knights. No kidding. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm one of the NBC affiliates. Um, we've sold out. The sponsorship has gone really well. Uh, that that team is going to do real well financially. So, and you know, if you're trying to watch your players, it's pretty easy for us. Right now, they're playing at the Orleans. I can leave my house and be there in seven minutes. Yep. So we play one night. Go and watch them the next night. You know, leave the house at. Uh, you know, 20 after six, watch warm up, watch the game and be home at nine 30. Our golden, our gold, our golden Knights fans, silver Knights fans, George. Uh, I think we've been, it's two sort of distinct, um, groups. Um, we've had, uh, you know, lots of people that may not uh, be able to afford our tickets buying these tickets up. Mm -hmm. So, um, we've been, we've been, Really, the, the interest level in hockey in Vegas has been extraordinary, as you know. You know, we've been sold out, uh, you know, and uh, and now our American League team is sold out. Uh, who'd have thought that five years ago, <laughs> you know? I asked John earlier about um, uh, where where the, uh, the Silver Knights are playing. He indicated that uh, you're building or there is a, a new arena being built in Henderson. Is that true? Yes, yes. Uh, there was a, and it's in a beautiful area uh, in Green Valley. Um, and, you know, uh, Bob, like you've got the strip. We're 15 minutes away on one side of the strip, right up in Summerlin. Yep. And then if you're at the strip, um, Green Valley is, what, seven minutes away? Yeah, about that. So, 
Yeah. So there was this uh, this old pavilion, an open an open air sort of pavilion, and 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 it uh, was in need of repair, and it cost lots to, to for upkeep every year. So the city of Henderson came to us and said, uh, "We hear you guys are looking for an American League team. If you get one." uh and bring it to vegas we'd be interested in maybe uh building a, a rink for you here wow. and so the i think they put in 30 or 40 million we put in 30 or 40 million and and we're this this facility is being constructed now to about a six seven thousand seat arena perfect and we'll run the building and and all the other events in the building and then the practice facility is identical to the one that we have for the nhl club that's on um water street in downtown in the old part of henderson okay and that it's up and and running and two ice sheets and great um yeah and we've got all kinds of uh young boys and girls playing hockey and adults uh adult leagues lots of people come from everywhere to have to play tournaments so now we've got all these facilities to accommodate them. Uh, we haven't chatted since the uh, Raiders arrived, and I don't need to tell you that there was a lot of chatter when it first appeared that the Raiders were going to land in Vegas as to what the impact of the football team would have potentially on the hockey team. Um, it was um, It was debatable at the very least. Now, they played a year in Vegas, but with no fans, so it may be hard to assess this as yet, but have you noted any impact? Not really. Um, our sponsorship deals, even in the pandemic, uh, continue to grow. We haven't had, we've had minimal uh, uh, numbers in terms of people uh, you know, giving up their season tickets and wanting refunds, that sort of thing. That really hasn't happened. Um, and I, you know, there, there will be some impact, uh, needless to say, uh, you know, when you bring another, you know, you, they're going to have their own fan base, but our numbers are really, really strong. And, um, we have a good story to tell, you know, we're Vegas born. Mm -hmm. We're not, we're not a relocation. We didn't come in and ask for money to build a facility. Um, Bill Foley has, uh, uh, built two amazing practice facilities yep. without a dime from anyone. And uh, so that's the story we'll continue to, to, to sell that we're Vegas born and, and uh, um, you know, hopefully we keep winning and there's, there's still lots of interest, but uh, you know, we've sold uh, 52,000 license plates in Vegas uh, <laughs> for our team, which is amazing. And um, I'm starting to see some Raiders license plates. So maybe an impact there, but yeah. not a whole lot. Hey, so, um, have you heard from Ron Francis at all? Uh, he and Kelly have talked uh, a little bit mm -hmm. about some things, but uh, um, they, they, you know, I think when they, we, they've been doing some staffing things and if, if it's someone we know, we'll talk a little bit, but. No, they 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 um, they haven't talked to us a whole lot um, about uh, what to do. Right. Uh, I had a, a talk with uh, 
uh, Todd Lewicki, uh, a few years back, he came to Vegas and we sat down and had a great lunch. And, and I, I just told him when we were trying to do things, I, you know, I was, I've known Todd for a long time. We worked together in Vancouver and I tried sure. to be an open book and said, uh, you know, we just tried to be different. We just tried to do things different. You know, we've got gray helmets. Nobody in the league wears gray helmets. Uh, we wear white gloves. Nobody in the league has done that. Uh, now we're wearing gold helmets. And uh, nobody in the league has done that, uh, in the league has done that. And, and so, you know, we don't want to be the California Golden Seals. We want to be the Vegas Golden Knights, mm -hmm. uh, you know. And and if we weren't winning, would people have made fun of white gloves? Maybe, right. but the winning has helped. So it's curious, curious about uh, the expansion draft. You don't have to give up any players, do you? No, we don't. So so we, he, we uh, would if they want to give us seventeen million dollars. We would. Yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah, not a bad price for one guy, um, but. Uh, with that in mind, is there anything that you guys can do to take advantage of the expansion draft, i.e. be benevolent and take somebody from another team like you did so well when you had your original expansion draft? Yeah, we, we've looked at it like that. Can we be a landing spot? Is yeah. there opportunity there for us? Uh, um, can we make a trade with someone that... Uh, you know, where we, we trade someone that uh, isn't eligible for expansion right? for uh, uh, someone who is and um, can help us now and that sort of thing, of course. We've, we've talked about that and we're planning for that and we'll, we'll see if anything develops. Well, a uh, before... question, John. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, but I, I, there has to be, I mean, George, you did such a marvelous job of leveraging your position uh, and whether it was with Florida, with Minnesota, with a few of the other teams um, that uh, it, it's truly, I mean, there has to be an advantage for you. You didn't, you're not going to get any expansion money, uh, but you're not going to give up any players, but there has to be something good for, for you. Well, the first advantage is you don't have to worry about losing somebody. Right. So right. any decisions we make, um, we're not worrying about that. Whereas all the other clubs have to think about that whenever they make a transaction. How does this affect us six months from now? Mm -hmm. um, so we don't have to worry about that. And then again, um, is there something we can do with another club or two to become a landing spot that helps them and helps us? Yeah, I think that's pretty obvious and we'll, we'll see what we can do. Uh, before we let you go, it's been a while since we uh, chatted. How you doing physically? You had a, you had a, for those that aren't aware, you had a medical procedure, had a little problem. You got it uh, fixed. Uh, you were limping a little bit last time we talked. How you doing now? Uh, it feels really good. I had a hip replacement and it's interesting. I thought I had maybe a little labrum tear or something. And uh, I just mentioned to the our, our medical team, you know, I'd like to kind of get this looked at and maybe something go in and clean it out a little bit. They looked at it and said, you've got no hope. You need a whole new engine, you know, so just get it done. And uh, so I got it done and I'm over here now and I've been exercising and doing almost everything I want to do. I can play tennis. I can. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I can, uh, I can run a little bit. And uh, so 
Um, it's not as good as new, uh, but it's it's pretty darn good. But can you and, play tennis uh, better? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, no. I, I was never very good at that anyway. So I was mostly doing it for the workout. Well, hopefully. So, we, thanks for asking. <laughs> well, uh, we, I, you know, we hope we all get through this um, pandemic and uh, that the end is in well, sight. Well, and we will. And, you know, we're excited about March 1st. We get to start having fans in our building. Yeah. We get hey, I, I, uh, I, I, about 20%. I have one more question. Um, with, with the fact that you're only playing uh, seven other teams, is there, a, is there a, a false confidence how good your team is? Because uh, we're seeing it in – I think we're seeing it in Canada, that there's a real belief that there are five great teams in Canada. Uh, but and you're only going to really know it until you get to the third round of the playoffs. That's right. 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 So, so w w how do you how do you measure that, George? Um, well, I think we're we're uh, we're playing a, a team like Colorado. That it's pretty clear they're a really good team, um, and so that's one way to measure it. Um, and, you know, people can talk about some of the other clubs that uh, might be struggling a little bit. You never know when one of those teams are going to turn the corner right. and, and be good and could be this year. Um, so, you know, you try to respect everybody you're playing against and, and just, you know, I've got my fingers crossed hoping you know, we can just play well enough. Let's make the playoffs and, and go from there. Mm -hmm. Cause you don't, you don't know. And, uh, and it's hard playing, you know, you, when you play a team, you know, twice or three times in a row, it's hard to beat an NHL team twice. Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't matter whether you're a top team or a bottom team. You look at what St. Louis went through with Arizona. St. Louis is supposed to be a real good team. Arizona's on its way. Um, hard series. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, so it's hard. It, it, I, I'm, I'm just treat every game like let's hope we can get two points tonight and uh, we'll be doing that all season well let's hope the uh the end of this pandemic is near enough so that uh, we can uh, get together face to face over the next uh well as soon as possible um i do like that sweater uh you're not getting one you're not getting one i'll buy one no well, you well, will not you don't buy anything you don't buy anything george i'll buy one. Oh, please okay I, guys uh, you know what um, thank you no, for no. having me, and I, and I will. I'll be sending a couple along. Here. No, 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 no. That's not a boy, George. That a boy. They're not available. They're not available uh, uh, in retail shops just yet. So. Oh, they aren't. Oh. No. Well, now I'll, Bob I'll wants go, one. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll talk to the uh, equipment staff, and we'll take care of you guys and you'll be sporting them in toronto well, a boy you're very, george you're very kind but that was not oh. the intent oh oh uh, i'm tired well, I know, of i know that Bob. i know that but it's, uh, you know but, I, I, uh, I gotta put up with shannon you know this, like this, this isn't the first time i've sent swag to people so so don't worry about it don't i don't want it just, I just have to john just have because to he's john is desperate request yeah. John oh, is no, you guys will look good. You guys will look good. Man. Oh man. 
Yeah. Uh, you, you do look beautiful though, McPhee. And, and uh, <laughs> I look forward to uh, buying you lunch or dinner or whatever you want um, on the next oh. trip to Vegas, whenever well, we get down there. It, it would that. be great to have you guys out here. And these interviews are always a pleasure. You guys are fantastic. Thank mm. you. You're the best. We thank you. Stay healthy. And we'll uh, talk again down the road. Take care, guys. Thank, thank you, you very George. much. He is See the you. president Bye, Bob. Bye, of the Vegas Golden Knights, George McPhee, with us on the podcast today. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, everybody.